The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. This is the icon, Matt Hardy, the man who is stronger than death, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and expanding people too and all people. I like this lighting from the side, though. It's working out. Really yeah, nice. it's it, it's looking very good on you. Uh, hi, everybody. Hello. <laughs> hey, and guys. Welcome, uh, Rough House podcast. Uh, I'm Marty. I'm Christoph. Uh, you may hear Xavier in the background. He's being very chatty right now. So mm-hmm. uh, he has many thoughts on the dire situation that WWE is in. Oh. He subscribes to Uncle Dave. He knows what's going yeah, on. Yeah, he, he he knows the sitch. He's on top of it. You might also hear the magic being done by Musenex DM. Just yes, getting... you need that expectorant. You got to get it out there, buddy. Yeah. So if I have a coughing fit mid episode, I apologize. I'm gonna do my best to hit this little little cough button on the uh, on the Yeti mic here. I want to hear uh, something coming up. I want to hear it. I want to hear the. <laughs> I want to hear your phlegm. Yeah. That that's why they signed us to the Realm Network. What, they, what they color is your phlegm right now? Is it a yellowy sort of thing? Is it green? Is it clear? Where are we it's at? Clear, which I okay, think is a good, good sign. Yeah, clear is good. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. I, I was about to just say red is red. OK, is red good? <laughs> so just uh, what you need. It's perfect. Yeah. We should talk yeah. off the air for some disability. Yeah. Talk. It's it's a cleansing bleed. That's what it is. You would not get approved for disability. You're too young and you have a sedentary job. So you're <laughs> <out>. <laughs> that's what you think. I'm 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 carrying a butt. I'm not carrying. Yeah, yeah, carry it's just not the body of a man who carries <laughs> anything. I wasn't going to say that. But since you did, you're correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, nor am I. Not to say that I am. The, uh, I'm quite the opposite of the picture of health, my friends. I went to. Uh, I went out of town for for business the other day down to Norfolk. Ah, um, Norfolk, Virginia. And luckily for me, within walking distance from my hotel was a cookout. Um, oh man! Yes. Oh man! Yes. Oh my gosh! I love it so much. Why can't there be one up here? I they would I do, have all my money. I have no room to talk. I uh while in DC last weekend for Awesome Con, I discovered that there was a Shake Shack walking distance from the convention center. I have still yet to have Shake Shack. Uh aren't they putting one in White Marsh? Uh if they are, that's news to me and fuck or yeah, steak and shake. Oh, they're putting a steak and shake in White Marsh. The steak and doing. shake. I get yeah. them confused. Um because steaks. Yes, yeah, shakes, steaks, steaks and weights, the whole nine. 
Um, so, so not only did I have cookout, yes, <laughs> but then there was also this place called like Tropical Smoothie or whatever. Uh huh. I don't know. So then I went and got a massive peanut butter cup smoothie, and just because oh. the word smoothie is it, yeah, it, I was gonna it? say, oh, so you had a smoothie that must have been healthy. Chris. Yeah, no nope. peanut butter cup. Yeah, yeah you yeah, want yeah. a peanut butter cup smoothie? Which <laughs> it is... was fucking delicious though. Yeah, <laughs> it was really good. I shit six times yesterday afterwards. Bravo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and that, I, you know, I had the the Holiday Inn Express breakfast on top of it, and some coffee. Oh, and it was, hey, um, I I am Team Holiday Inn Express. When I when I book travel, I stay at the Holiday Inn Express. Yeah. Pay me, hashtag pay me. Um, I love it there. It's great. The rooms yeah. are great. Uh, they upgraded me to the nice suite, so I had a little uh little office area for me to Ooh. do some prep work on Thursday night before my hearing. And by prep work, I mean watch a couple episodes of Parks and Rec and uh, WWE network as i watch as i wrote a trivia game <laughs> oh okay <laughs> see here i figured you jackson pollock to that hotel room but no. no no normally that may have been the case however my wife uh was driving down to join me uh ah. she is visiting friends in norfolk this weekend so she came down a day early because i had the hotel room um mm-hmm. so then you know i didn't want to didn't want to blacklight the place before before she arrived so i I totally understand. Yeah, uh, that, that makes perfect sense. But let me tell you what doesn't make sense, Chris. There it is. The state of the fucking WWE. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is probably going to be a very negative uh, episode of the Rough House podcast. Mm, mostly. And uh, well, th- this is going to be a particular one because shit's looking dire. And I just want to make this clear before we delve into probably an hour of rage and bullshittery. Uh, I just want everyone to understand I'm not coming at this from a place of, yeah, I know we've, we've, Chris and I, we've talked about how we hope AEW is good. We, we aren't on this spot of saying AEW is going to be better than WWE. Let's kill no, no, no. no, no. I want there to be good wrestling period. I don't care who's producing it. WWE, new Japan, dragon gate, evolve, whoever don't give a shit. I want good wrestling. Ring of Honor was noticeably absent from that. Uh, <laughs> from that, there diatribe, you go. Just so you there know. we go. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't care who's producing it. I want good wrestling, and at the same time, I want people to be excited about pro wrestling. Yeah, because pull the curtain back. As people leave wrestling, they care less about wrestling-related things, and that includes pro wrestling podcasts like this one. The only way. Beyond us, yeah. you know, it's strapping true. Justin to a chair and making him record an episode every week <laughs> that this show's going to grow is by more people liking pro wrestling. And if there's less people who like it, there's going to be less of an audience for this show. So let me just preface all this by saying I want pro wrestling to be good. Period. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm with you, right? tide uh raises all ships is the old is the old cliche when the yeah. business is healthy other other companies are healthy uh interest is healthy and rising and and that's you know kind of where you need to be but unfortunately we're at a place right now where the undisputed number one in the world of wrestling is world wrestling entertainment wwe when people think of pro wrestling that's what their mind goes to it goes to hulk hogan it goes to john cena it goes to the rock it goes Mm -hmm. to these Mm -hmm. these people that have been within the wwe uh that's mainstream appeal um and that's really the goal 
clearly of the WWE is to get in front of as many eyes as possible, sell yeah. as many tickets to as many events as possible, sell as many t-shirts as possible and, and title replica belts and all these sorts of things. Um, but there's not a lot of mainstream attention coming to WWE. Mm-hmm. And I think more indicative of the problem is the fact that us, the diehards, the people who give them flat out $10 a month for their network and who occasionally go to shows and buy these t-shirts, they're not doing anything to make us interested in their product. And there's, there's, you know, it's a multi-prong issue within the company of what's going wrong. And, you know, sure. You can have a lot of different opinions as to where the final, um, buckets passed no pun intended uh matt and nick jackson but the the actual issue i think all comes down to creative and the way that the shows are booked the way that the shows are presented um and what people actually want out of their pro wrestling product and i don't think the wwe knows what their audience wants from the product or more uh troublesome is that they know and aren't fucking listening that's what's most concerning you look at the ratings they are dropping like flies you look at the average age of viewer the age is going up and it's going up and it's going up you look at the numbers of the network they're stagnating this past quarter for the first time in years they lost money now yes the WWE is going to continue on as a business for at least the next few years because they have the influx of TV money coming from USA and Fox. But limping to Fox with less than 2 million viewers for SmackDown when they're getting 5 million in that time slot right now, yeah, they're going to get some new interest. They're going to get some new eyeballs. But that's week one. I want to talk about week 13, week 26, week 52. Where are they going to be if they continue on down this road? You think about some of the problems with the product that they themselves admitted. Just a few months ago, they had the big restart, the big refresh, where we were going to see a brand new era of the WWE. And one of the problems that they pointed out on air, commentators and the McMahons alike, were like, well, you know who the problem was? It was Baron Corbin. Everyone stopped watching the show because of Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin still the main event of the show almost every fucking week. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't mind Baron Corbin, but if you are telling me as a viewer, this guy sucks and you shouldn't watch and he's a piece of shit and he's terrible. Guess what? I'm not going to do. Right. Don't rocket strap your scapegoat. (laughs) The fuck are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like it's good heat that you're giving this guy. I mean, the, the, the thing that I had always heard about, Promos and wrestling. Jim Cornette's talked about it. All these guys have talked about over the years is you never point out the truth. Yeah. If you want to point out flaws, make them fake. That's what makes you the heel. You're pointing out real problems and it's not making people get invested. Another perfect example from this week, the revival. Okay. Mm -hmm. The revival, they pitched a bitch. They uh, got tag belts for it. They were offered a much more lucrative deal, 500 grand a year each for five years, half a mil. That's nice. That's awesome. They turn it down because apparently they want to wait out their contract. 
Now, whether that's a move because they want to leave and go somewhere else or because they want to see what the landscape's like in a year, who's to say? I certainly don't. But the idea that you go, all right, you guys said no. So here's what we're going to do on our show that is struggling to get ratings. We're going to put together a segment that basically says these guys are idiots and expect you to want to watch it. Right. That's the biggest disconnect between internal reality and external reality I've seen in WWE in the longest time. Look, I get it. It's professional wrestling. Guys have to pay their dues and there's ribs on air and all this other shit, all the insider bullshit that goes back to the, you know, the halcyon days of the eighties where everybody's working territories, brother. Making towns, brother. Here's a crazy idea. They pissed you off. Take them off TV. Yeah. There's no better way to ruin their value than not do anything with them. Right. By putting them on TV, you're still keeping them in the zeitgeist. You're, you're making, you're putting their names in other people's heads and mouths. You're, 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 you're giving them more ammunition by doing this than just keeping them off TV. Uh, if I, and if I'm the revival, first of all, half a million dollars a year is such an unfathomable amount of money to me that I could, I, I can't imagine being in a position where I have the balls to say no to a half million guaranteed for five years. Right. Um, that, that, that figure alone boggles my mind. I'm clear, clearly, you know, I'll, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just shit ton of fucking money. Um, but the, the fact that the WWE is so spiteful, yeah, you know, and not just the revival, Oh, Luke Harper, you publicly asked for your release. All right, fuck nuts. Well, you're we're getting the time back that you were off injured and we're not releasing you from your contract yeah, and you're well, not being on TV. At well, least for him, it he's gets not even, being on it TV. It gets even weirder than that. I, I said I wanted to to read this section on air. I think it's worth covering. So the Luke That's Harper why I story. led you into it. You're yeah. Right. Yeah, thank you. Uh <laughs> the, the the Luke Harper situation is a, a perfect microcosm of, of all of this bullshit. I'm going to read this straight from the observer and yeah, I can hear some of you now. Oh, uncle Dave doesn't know shit. All right. Let's just say 75% of this is true. Here's what it says in there. The update on Harper is that Vince McMahon in writing told him he wouldn't release him. He was earmarked to work a program with Sami Zayn after WrestleMania, but the decision was made not to do it. Okay. Weird. One person close to the situation told us that he needs to get out because they made a call that they weren't going to use him after Vince saw him in his return. Vince said that he didn't, quote unquote, get him and complained that he couldn't even do a southern accent. That was for them wanting him to do a southern accent four years ago. Harper was regularly pitching ideas when he was out with an injury. They turned down every single pitch. He wasn't booked anywhere after being cleared, but fan access had a great match, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and then Vince McMahon out of the blue wanted to know why he wasn't in the Battle Royal. So that's why he was put in at the last minute. OK, already awesome. You aren't booking him. Then randomly you go, let's book him, even though you don't like a guy. Right. Um, the end of the Battle Royal was a mess as Strowman forgot his spots, which is one of the reasons why Strowman hasn't done much since winning. Uh, Harper was su- supposed to uh, start the program with Sami Zayn the day after Mania, uh, but was then told after WrestleMania that he wasn't needed for TV. So Harper went home, then was called to come back on Tuesday already. That's pretty fucked up Yep, for a match with EC3. Harper was basically used as the opponent to test out the EC3 and Drake Maverick pairing as a wrestler slash manager. 
The agent set up a bunch of manager spots in the match. Vincent watched it and said he hated the manager spots. The creative meeting the day of the draft when it was asked about which brand Harper would be on. Vince McMahon said how Harper can't even do a Southern accent. Said the match with EC3 was bad. So they didn't put him with either brand. And that is when Harper asked for his release. That's a ridiculous fucking story. Yeah. Like, okay. So you don't like the guy doing a Southern accent. Last I checked, the whole concept behind professional wrestling is accentuate the positives hide the negatives yeah so okay maybe don't do an angle where he's doing a southern accent there's that okay so you book an entire match around ec3 and drake maverick doing these manager spots you don't like them all right cool that's the problem of the manager spots that has nothing to do with fucking luke harper also you tell him he can go home and then the next day you go oh no we need him on tv and then he asks for his release. He's saying, okay, you don't want to use me. You don't like me. You don't like what I can do. Please allow me to leave. And they go, ah, no, two more months. Yeah. For what? To f- say, fuck you. You know, like, it, it, I, I wonder what would have happened had he privately asked for his release and not put it out on Facebook or Twitter or whatever the fuck he put it out on. Yeah. You know, the, the there's a very spiteful, toxic sort of thing going on within there right now where, you know, I, I, I'm not sure how threatened Vince actually feels by AEW, but the fact that he is scooping up all this talent and keeping talent that he already has on lock um, to prevent them from going over there to even give these guys, you know, even a little bit more of a chance. Right. Um, it's it's just, you know, I, I get that it's business. Biz- business is fine, but um, you're 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 fucking with people's potential livelihoods. Yeah, and there comes to be a a, a part where you're just like. It just makes you seem like a like a shit bag of a human being to just try and try and ruin somebody's uh, potential future employments. You know, N- not wishing them well in their future endeavors is one thing, but just let them fucking go off and do their own thing. If if Luke Harper gets his release and falls flat on his face, if you're Vince McMahon, you're like, well, I made the right choice. Fuck that guy. You know. Yeah. But if he but if he succeeds and, and goes to the the t-shirt company, the pissant little whatever, uh, as Triple H called it, then it's then it's just, you know, okay, well, the guy is is making a living. Um it's I don't know. I, I guess there's some kind of um integrity or honor that I'm that I'm thinking for. It's it's basically just not being a shithead. Yeah. Um and you don't see this in any other job. You don't see this in any other business. Now, I mean, it, it is a unique business. I'm, I'm not going to say that it's, you know, it's the in same as run by psychopaths. Yes. Well, most major corporations are. Have you ever fair watched the session? Fair point. <laughs> that is a very fair point. But it's just like, what, what is, what is even the point? I mean, uh, to go back to the revival, did you see the thing in the, the raw preview that they posted yesterday? About how they're going to address that they were shaving each other back uh, backstage in the locker well, room. Well, so uh, in the preview for Raw this week, uh, they mentioned the whole back shaving angle, which, by the way, might get the revival an endorsement deal, which is outstanding. Uh, which uh, I love when things backfire like that. Uh, here's the last line of the the preview. 
I'm not making this up. You can go to the WWE.com right now and check it out. Uh, in other words, this could be the beginning of a whole, whole new revival or the first humiliation of many. The choice is up to them. Uh, well, clearly we know which way that's going. So now we're also including idle threats in the promotional material for shows. Like, what? What is, what is even the point? I mean, you, you okay, so you got this Harper situation. Mm -hmm. You got the revival situation. Mm -hmm. Sasha Banks, apparently willing just to sit out the rest of her deal. Yeah, I mean, they, they had kept a spot for her, uh, apparently, in Money in the Bank. And now, you know, because they can't come to agreements on how to do business with each, with each other, that being WWE and Sasha Banks, looks like Dana Brooke is getting a spot. So good for Dana Brooke. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, good for her. Glad. Glad she's getting a spotlight. Glad she's getting a moment because she's wanted it. And now she's getting it. So that's cool. Happy for her. Uh, Leo Rush, of course, the focus of a lot of controversy this week in the wrestling mm -hmm. world. Um, apparently, he's kind of a pariah backstage between having his wife and kids backstage, which I didn't know was a thing that happened regularly. Um, between uh, apparently not willing to pay his dues and carry out water bottles for the boys. Uh, and uh, if you ask him, he's not getting paid anywhere near enough money to actually break even on being a WWE superstar. I don't know what to believe with Leo Rush. There's right. a lot of stories about him. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I know that there are people in the listening audience who probably know him a bit more personally. Um, and hey, you want to slide in those DMs and let us know the real deal? Please feel free. Uh, but again, not a good look. That That makes, what, four people, five people that are out there? publicly well, bashing the company and not only, not only the public bashing you have ambrose who just uh who, uh, yeah. who just got released finished his uh finished his tour of duty with wwe and immediately released a very uh very curious teaser video of a return to form uh oh, where and, he broke out of a prison that he'd been in for years <laughs> oh it was very on the nose there was not a lot of subtlety <laughs> in, in that thing being chased by hounds uh, yeah, I, I see you. I see you, Dean. Right? I see yeah. you, John Mox. I see you, Mox. All right, yeah. I uh, I see what's going on there. There's, it's it's an it's a real you know we've we've said over the past year how interesting the next year was going to be, and it has proven to be just that. Um, and not only that, Rousey, Ronda Rousey, the mm -hmm. the focal point of the women's division over the past year, yeah. has publicly said that she's taken some time off and wants to poop at a baby. Yeah. Um, that's that's how that's how it works, right? Poop yeah, it's out. A, poops out the front butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how it works. <laughs> the front butt. Yeah. Oh god. Oh, that makes it sound just mm -hmm. delicious. Yep. Um, no, wait, that's weird. Um, so yeah, there's a there's this just it's just so weird right now. So all of those releases and everything ha have happened. Um, but one guy who seems to have kind of vocalize a little dissent, um, but maybe is in a better place now than where he was not being used as a Tyler breeze. Tyler breeze yeah. is back, back down to NXT. Looks like uh, full time. He's doing the tours and he's doing the tapings and stuff like that. So, you know, um, I'm curious to see what's going to 
Yeah, I know you like him too, Xavier. Um, I'm curious to see what's going to happen uh, with with Breezy. You know, Fandango is supposed to be coming back soon. He's been training at the PC for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure if he will be uh, coming back to NXT as, as well, and they're going to run back the the Fashion Police, or if Breezy's just going to be Tyler uh, on his own model guy back again, doing that for a while. But, you know, that also begs the question – having been a main roster guy for a couple of years and going yeah. back down to NXT, does that come with a pay cut? I don't know. And what does it say that a guy who's been on the main roster where everyone's supposed to want to go is infinitely happier right. in the podunk little Orlando loop? Like, yeah. what What does that say? I mean, I, I'm sure that there are people who are going, oh, well, that means he couldn't cut it and he's supposed to be just one of those indie guys. All right, cool, whatever. Uh, and, and hey, I could speak from personal experience. Uh, I, as an employee in my day jobs, have worked infinitely better in smaller companies yeah. than big, large corporations. I, I worked for a company that was literally 15,000 people, and I wanted to put a bullet in my head. I work <laughs> for a company now that's, I think there's 12 people in our office, oh, wow. and it's awesome. I yeah. love it. Yeah. So look, people thrive in different situations. I will absolutely take that. But if this is supposed to be the peak, the pinnacle of your industry, and everyone is just chopping at the bit to get out and publicly willing to throw everyone under the bus about it, what does that say? I mean, I know there's a lot of people angry about the Saudi Arabia thing, and we'll get into that. But what does it also say that here we are, 2019, the only way that they can fill an arena in Saudi Arabia is by dragging up all of these old names and paying them ridiculous amounts of money. I mean, fucking Bill Goldberg. Yeah. Bill Goldberg. We're running that back. Yeah. Like it was a fucking hard time for this most recent run. And the only reason why it worked is because they went, oh, okay. Eight minutes max. That's it. Yeah. That's all you're going to get out of them. Yeah. Like the fact that they have to go, all right, well, we're going to have him. We're going to have the undertaker. We're going to have this guy. We're going to have that. Lesnar. And it, yeah. Fucking Lesnar. Although Lesnar still smartest man in. Uh, oh, dude, yeah. he is. He has worked the system yeah. to his benefit. Yeah. You know, whether that was actually his brain smarts or Paul uh, kind of, you know, sliding in those DMs and telling them what to do. Um, it's worked out really well for him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just they're they're just carting out the old the stars of yesteryear because uh i mean they've not made new stars and they right. were even asked about that on yeah. their uh investors call the other day and you know triple h had um i forget his exact quote but there were there was a couple words in there there was like oh Okay, all right. So this is a this is a bit of a bit of a sitch here. The fact that you know they had been building um, a new star, the new face of the company in Roman Reigns, and yeah. it took took a little bit longer than they had hoped uh, with uh, with all of the all of the fan backlash and you know just being pushed too high too quickly. I think you know it kind of boils down to just you know. They, they were scrambling to find a replacement for John Cena, so they made John Cena 2.0. And having just gone through the Cena wins LOL era, uh, fans weren't ready for that. Um, so they, But 
and I think that was part of their problem is they were focusing on one guy, right? Sure. You can have one guy be the guy, but if you're building up uh, new stars, you need more than one because what fucking happens when it did happen, when n- guy number one gets fucking injured or gets leukemia and has mm-hmm. to bounce out for six months, then you're like, well, fuck, I guess we should have been building new stars this whole time and not doing bullshit 50-50 booking with a uh, with Intercontinental Championship and shit like that. Yeah, This is a problem of their own design. They Absolutely. did this to themselves. The, their, their market value decreasing is their fault. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm right there with you because when I, when I think about it, there are, there are two things that I know one is, and it's funny because of the situation they're in now, this problem started with Brock Lesnar and it wasn't Brock's fault, but it started with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar was the last guy, maybe him, maybe Bobby Lashley in his original run. They were the last two guys we can really look and go WWE saw this diamond in a rough yeah and they went we're going to get 1000 percent behind this guy he's gonna come in he's gonna be a dominant force he's gonna be in these big programs everything's gonna make him seem like the guy he's not gonna have the 50 50 bullshit and the crowd is into them and in both instances they hit the peak of the mountain or got very close to it in the case of bobby lashley and they went yeah i don't really like professional wrestling and Brock fucked off to the NFL and then all the lawsuit bullshit and Bobby Lashley fucked off and went to MMA. And ever since then, it has been this constant idea of, well, we'll build up a guy, but then we have to break him down to see if he's really committed to professional wrestling. And it's again, this backwards eighties mindset that continues to just take the legs out from underneath them where they need guys to prove that they're willing to do anything for their spot. And it's just like, that's, that's not how it is now. It's completely like the guys who are getting worked the most are the guys who are actually running the show. Like they're convinced that they need to have this weird, like invisible hand that controls everything. Right. And, and it's not that hard. NXT proves to us. And yeah, I know NXT is the core product, but NXT is the cool product. We, we've talked about it on past shows. You look at the makeup of the crowd at an NXT show and it skews younger and excuse my more diverse. And it looks like people are having a great time, just like in the yeah. attitude era of your, which we won't shut the fuck up about. Yeah. We always look back on it and go, oh, everybody's looking like they're having a great party. Look at an NXT crowd. They're having a great time. And all they do is they go, that guy's good. Let's push him. Oh, that guy's good, too. Let's push him. Oh, that guy's not ready yet. Okay, well, we'll keep him down here for a little bit longer, and then we'll push him. Yeah. It's not fucking rocket science. You have literally the greatest collection of professional wrestlers in the history of the sport under one company. You have three touring brands and you're telling me that you have the lowest ratings in years. Yeah. Who fucked that up? <laughs> they did. <laughs> like, they did. Uh, it, it, it is so frustrating because we have, and we've talked about it in the past. We now have this apprehension of when someone's actually going to quote unquote, achieve their dream. Anytime someone gets that phone call, it's like, all right, you're going up to the majors. You go, fuck, that's going to be terrible for them. 
Yeah. They're going I, to leave and hate professional wrestling. I know. And, and it's, it, it, it continues. It happened the other in, over the past two weeks. So, you know, one of the shiny new toys, one of the, the hottest things through NXT in the past couple of years, one, Mr. Rick O'Shea yeah. um, comes up, you know, comes up as a tag team, has a lot of fun, makes a, gets a lot of wins, has a WrestleMania moment, all this sorts of things. Yeah. Superstar shakeup happens, split up from his tag team partner, which was really the right choice. Uh, they, they're not making all terrible choices here. They have made some right choices. But in his first or second week as being a solo guy on his own, you have him lose clean to a guy who's been, um, you know, in pro wrestling on TV for the past 15 years yes. uh, with, with a new mustache and a Rick Rude knockoff yeah. gimmick. And then, so so Ricochet loses clean to Robert Rude last week on Raw. Uh huh. This week was 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 fucking Rude on the show at all? No, no, he no, wasn't. No push, no nothing, no follow through. So you sacrifice one of these these hot, hot new guys that has all the potential in the world, relatively young, super uh, exciting to watch. Um, great look. Okay, promos. Um, yeah. Enough to get by. Less he talks, the better. But still, you feed him to Rude. The next week, Rude's not on the show. But then you put the guy you just jobbed into the Money in the Bank ladder match. What fucking sense does that make? Right. Like, you've basically told me this guy isn't as good as the guy who's on TV. That's that's what the storytelling has taught me. And I am expected (sighs) to invest in this. Like, if Breaking Bad... Every single week told me Walter White was a fucking putz. I wouldn't stick around for six seasons. Right. Yeah. 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 If, if, Unless if, the concept of the show is look at this dumb fucking idiot. Like yeah, fail, fail upwards into crime. Essentially right. sort of thing. Homer right. Simpson meets Walter White sort, right. of, sort of thing. Yeah. It's, it's just heartbreaking because at the same time, there are people who are like, well, they still got money though. They the the look at all that money they're getting. They must be doing something right. No, what they've done is they've set up an even bigger peak to fall from. Yeah. Like it, as opposed to climbing down the ladder and trying to figure out what's wrong with the rickety bridge beneath you, you just keep climbing up. Like the the this entire thing is going to collapse if they continue on the rate that they do. Really, the only thing that can fix this is if the XFL gets popular. That's what we're at at this point. Let's be honest. Oh, it's <laughs> not going to. Never going to fucking happen. No, no. Uh, there was a great article this week about the AAF, uh, the American Association of Football. Yeah. Um, let me tell you, uh, I learned that if you want to start a football league, don't do it out of spite. And in both instances, the AAF and the XFL are starting under the idea of uh, the other guy who was in it with Vince. I forget his name, but it was his son. The CBS his, guy. Yeah, the CBS guy. He went to Vince and said, can I start back up the XFL? Right. And Vince said, no. So he started his own football league, which failed. And now mm-hmm. Vince is going, I can do that better. Yeah. Like, <laughs> are we all stupid? Like, is is this a pre- is this why I'm not a millionaire? That I'm self aware? Is this is this <laughs> where my problem is that that I am too self aware? Is this where why I have not had a deluge of money just laying in my lap? I don't I don't understand how any of these things work. But anyway, 
I digress. It is just so infuriating, especially because there's so many people out in fandom that are just going like, oh, you're angry because you're smart, Mark, and you know, your your little flippy guys aren't getting pushed. No, I'm mad because fucking no one's getting pushed. Yeah. When everyone is the same, no one matters. And that's what it feels like watching Raw. Raw in particular. SmackDown, not as bad a show, but Raw in particular, everyone sucks. Everyone sucks. If anyone's Everyone, stupid, they're all doofuses. If anyone's interesting, gonna job them out. Gonna job them out. Like, even with this revival Usos angle. So let me look at it at both sides. Okay, on one hand, you have a team who look like idiots now in the revival. And on the other side, you have the Usos who now have a sing-along gimmick. Oh boy. The Usos also are now really gross because their entire thing is going to be gay panic jokes with the revival for the right. next few weeks until money in the bank or whenever they blow this off. Awesome. So now you've taken two teams I adored and maybe not give a shit about either one of them. You think about if, you know, if you would have asked me a month ago, oh, you know, after the superstar shakeup, we're going to get revival and Usos and I'd be fucking stoked. Yeah. You know, because yeah. both teams are super talented in the ring. Um, and, and this leads into the whole argument of what has to be sports and what has to be entertainment. Yeah. Um, because Raw especially always will skew entertainment heavy. Um, but it's the, the type of entertainment that they do. It's hack, outdated, and, you know, either racist, sexist, or homophobic for the most part. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it, incredibly cringy. It is. And the fact that they're sucking in these two super talented teams. Yeah, granted, one just turned down a big money contract. The other agreed to one. And I, I get why the Usos agreed to stick around. Naomi's there. They have family history and heritage sure. in that company. Sure. There are, you know, a hundred reasons why the Usos stayed and the Revival probably aren't. Um, those, those, I, those decisions make sense in my head, even though it's still a ridiculous amount of fucking money. Um, mm -hmm. but the fact that you have these two talented teams that most, you know, at least more than casual fans are at least a little bit invested in that you just have, okay, these two teams are fighting and let them go at it to do what they're doing with them at the same time. They're doing what they should be doing with the Usos and revival with AJ and um, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, Yeah. Th that's how easy it is. You yeah. know, you have, you have two people that you want to see fight each other and you just put them in there and let them fight. Yeah. You know, you don't need to have them make fun of each other. It's what happened to I'm better than you and I'm going to prove it. That's all this really fucking is. That's all pro wrestling is. Yeah, I'm sure. There's there's some there's some grudge matches. You you know did this. You betrayed me. Shit like that. But at the the bare bones skeleton of um, professional sports and competition and combat, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm better than you, and I'm gonna prove it to you by beating you. Yeah, that's what it comes down to, and that's not what we're fucking getting for the most part. Like I said, AJ and Seth are kind of doing that right now, yep. and I'm in. I'm I'm invested. I'm very excited for that match, and mm -hmm. I'm sure they'll do something on Monday to fuck it up. You know, they'll have uh, you know, uh, Seth try and do a, a terrible AJ Styles accent or something like that, right, make right. me cringe for for my Kingslayer like or Slayer wig or something. Yeah, like that. make I mean, fun of his hair. Come on, man! It's just it's. On paper, 
And I know there's a lot that goes into these things. I don't work for a pro wrestling company. Yeah. On paper, this shit seems really fucking easy and basic, but they throw so much bullshit in all around it to make it, I don't know, I guess more entertaining that it, it ends up uh, accomplishing the opposite. And then it makes me not want to watch. Yeah. And the question I will ask is it's entertaining. Okay. To who, to who, 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 who is literally sitting at home going that back shaving skit. That's hilarious. That is so funny. Oh my God, honey, bring in the kids. They need to see this. Let me, let me rewind oh. on the TiVo here. Doot, 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 doot. All right, look, check this out. They shave each other's back. You see, it's funny because they're homosexual and that makes them lesser than us. Like, it, what am I supposed to get from this? Two things from that. One, the people who find that funny can't afford a TiVo. <laughs> Two, um, I, Jeff Dunham. Yeah. Hack, stupid, terrible, sells out arenas in the middle of the country. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's yeah. those are those are the people. Well, you know? here's the problem. They're not the selling coast, out arenas. They're well, not selling out arenas. Well, no, they're not. But yeah. I'm saying th those are the that's the that's the type of people. And and I get it, you know, geographically speaking, the middle portions non-coasts of America is kind of where you want to, you know, prove your thing. And really it's, it's, it's hot on the coast and that's why they stay mostly on the coasts. Yeah. Um, but you know, when they go to fucking Peoria and nobody knows who Ricochet is, well, that's on you for not introducing him properly. Exactly. Exactly. You're, you are a promoter. <laughs> you are to promote these people, not demote these people. And again, if you don't like what someone's doing, you take them off TV. You make them a non-factor. You push right. other people. You don't give them like literally you are saying it is better for us to on our show that is dying in the ratings to take time to point out how shitty the people we pay are than how good the people we pay are. And this like, is why we're in a situation where when they're going and taking their blood money in Saudi Arabia, that oh. these people are asking for, you know, the big stars of yesteryear because they yeah. were big stars. Goldberg was in films and TV and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Brock Lesnar is a known sports commodity. Um, it's the undertaker is a legend in the business there yeah. that there are reasons why they want these old guys. And I'm sure that, you know, journalist killing guy in charge of Saudi Arabia doesn't give a fuck who this guy who comes up on a plank and walks all slow and stoic to the ring. Doesn't know who the fuck he is. Yeah. If that guy's even going to Saudi Arabia, cause that kind of strikes me as something he wouldn't do, but you know, I don't know. Money talks like fucking Foley did an interview the other day about how, Hey, I'd go off and sell again for that money. And I mean, <laughs> game respect game, sir. I can't shit on your hustle, but how, excuse me, how sad is that? That that's where we're at, that you've got guys like Mick Foley lining up to go. I'll take that blood money. Oh, they killed 37 people. <laughs> Whatever. Cool. Beheaded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They beheaded somebody. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I'll fall off a cell again for you. You yeah. just sign that check. Just sign it over. It's, 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 it's kind of, it's, it's, it's just shitty. And, and look, I, I, I know I'm saying this in a, uh, a internet purchase microphone that 
came from Amazon and was put together by Chinese labor using a laptop that was by put together by fucking Foxconn or all these other things. Yeah, feel free to shoot all the holes in my logic, guys. Cool. Awesome. Doesn't change the fact that they have a direct connection to some of the scummiest people on Earth and are going, that's where we're getting our money. Like, what? Still spends. The yeah. money still spends. Yeah. And, and, and they know, need, they're going to need to at this rate. But there's a point. There's a point where you can't keep buying all the new talent because either A, people are going to stop wanting to come to you or B, there's not going to be an audience for you anymore. And I yeah. feel like it's we are on one of those precipices. Every everything everything trickles down. So what the WWE does has a major effect on the rest of pro wrestling at large. Yeah, and they don't care because the way they see it, for whatever fucking reason, is anything outside of here doesn't matter. So we're gonna scoop up all this talent and do all this shit and have them under contract where they can't go and do anything. Um, but then that hurts, you know, smaller promotions, smaller. You know, promotions that are on TV, but not as large promotions that are on on TV and are just regional or local or stuff like that. Shit trickles downhill. It's just yeah. physics. And I'm not smart at physics, but I know at least that. Um, and, you know, sure, it forces, you know, indies and people to push new people. They kind of have the right idea. Well, if, yeah. you know, if 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 Shane Strickland is leaving all the indies, well, we have to find somebody who can replace him um, and stuff like that. You know, all these. There, there are holes that need to be filled. And yeah. um, well, well, hello, hello there. there. Yes, thank you. And um, and you know, people will will step up and 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 fill fill them holes. Yeah. Um, and what I want to see when I go out live to see these things is holes being filled. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, Chris. <laughs> I just want I just want to see shooting star penetration presses. That's that's all I really need. Ultimate surrender.com. That's where you gotta go. That's a network. Yep. Oh boy. That being said, yeah. What are your thoughts on money in the bank? Because <laughs> oh. we're both gonna watch. Look, we're not saying we're not part of the problem. No, we are but the problem is greater I, at large. I haven't than... canceled the network yet. No, should, me either. Should I take that money and put it towards I don't know, fucking anything else? I yeah, probably like uh, I mean, NXT is still very good. Uh, I don't know if you read the taping results, Chris. I did. Looking forward to that June 1st takeover, wherever, wherever the hell the it's going to be. Is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but looking forward to that takeover. Looking forward to watching those shows. Uh, you know, they, they, God damn it. For everything they do wrong, they still, it's a, it's a broken clock philosophy over there, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, money on the bank or money on the bank, money in the bank uh, on paper looks like a good show uh, we you know we said uh uh seth versus aj yep. um that could be an all-timer if it's given time yep. um the idea of becky defending both belts super cool something we you know people could very much get into um i am worried that they're gonna have her drop both belts in oh, the same God. night that would be a terrible idea but god damn if it doesn't sound like something they do uh in terms of the ladder matches themselves um i'm not as high up on them as i would be you know with different uh different setups okay um 
you know, when I look at uh, when I look at the women's one in particular, and again, this is a perfectly WWE thing. When I look at the women's one, so you have uh, eight women in it. Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, and Carmella. Those are eight women that you have told me through television over the past year don't fucking matter. Yeah. That's All true. eight of them. The closest thing you have to a star in that is either Bailey or Alexa. And Alexa hasn't had a match in months. And Bailey, you've just made look like an idiot for the past few months. Yeah, yep. she had women's tag belt, but whatever. She needed Sasha for that, and Sasha's fucked off and gone. And you just had Bailey lose upon arriving on a new uh, new show. So, again, why should I give a shit about her? So why should I give a shit about that match? Your logic is sound. <laughs> and I don't disagree with you at all. Um, that being said, from a person who enjoys the Money in the Bank matches, I'm looking yeah. forward to those matches. Oh, sure. I'm not sure. Looking, which, like you said, I'm not looking forward to, you know, uh, the, the story of the match has not uh, been the one to get me excited. It's like, it's like inherent excitement about the Royal Rumble. Yeah. You know, there could have been a ton of storylines going into it, but that's not what gets me to watch. Oh, the yeah. It's, it's the actual it's the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, men's Money in the Bank has less of a problem. Um, excuse me, Braun Strowman, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Ali, Finn Balor, Andrade, Randy Orton. I feel like if I am Ali, Finn Balor, Andrade, or Ricochet, uh, A, my back's going to be hurting from carrying the other four guys, but B, like this is a star-making moment for any one of those guys. Yep. yep. Even, even a guy like Balor, who's been in the company for a few years now, um, I feel like this could be a big moment for him uh, to... to actually on the main roster be placed in a point of prominence um on paper so it won't happen yeah um on paper though i would love to see andrade win that i feel like yeah. he would have the most upside winning that because you know ricochet is going to do something crazy off the top of a ladder uh the hosses are going to be catching the flippy dippy dudes ali's going to do something just as crazy i'm sure yeah andrade strikes me as a guy in the group there that needs it the most which is why i think drew mcintyre is going to win <laughs> <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. I was like, I, Andra, Andrade's my number one. Drew's my number two. Yeah. Um, where I think at this point, the heel, a, a heel needs to win Money in the Bank because the face cash-ins are never as exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sure, uh, it will be fun to see Balor with that in the IC title. That yeah. would be fun. Ricochet, you know. He's he's one of those guys that clearly can go out there and prove his worth on his own without having to do that. Uh, I'll leave the same way. Um, I was talking with uh, my friend Mark about this last night, and I wouldn't be surprised. Well, we wouldn't be surprised. He wouldn't be surprised if Orton wins this motherfucker. And I just fucking groaned, groaned and rolled my eyes. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. Because yeah. this is fucking WWE, and they're going to do what they're going to do. Um, McIntyre really... I feel like he needs it the most yeah. uh, because they were, you know, they kept saying he's going to be, you know, he's going to come back up and be the next uh, one of the next top guys, next top guys. And then nothing's really happened with him yet. Right. Andrade right. still relatively new to being put on TV regularly. He's, he's been up on the main roster for a year, but only over the past couple of months has he been featured regularly. Um, so I feel like, you know, I feel like drew, probably the guy who could use that extra push um, yeah and and is a heel and you know and And i love drew i love drew a lot no me too me too i'm just super high on andrade yeah yeah he uh, he would gain something by winning this match 
Right. Yeah. Drew could be put into a program with Seth immediately on the following Monday. Like Correct. they they don't need to have a briefcase. Like imagine Andrade having uh Zelina Vega just talk shit about how he could cash in at any time, anywhere, yeah. on any champion, on any brand. Like mm-hmm. that's that's something that you could, you know, just keep in your back pocket for, you know, you're like, oh shit, we're in a book for the pay-per-view in September. I have no idea. Oh, well fucking andrade he's got a briefcase let's have him cash in like plus i want to see the tranquillo pose with the briefcase yeah so that's a little selfishness there yeah it's a good good visual Uh, did you know that they're running elias versus roman reigns on this pay-per-view here's all right here's my thing about that that match isn't going to be anything no the the thing that interested me about this was the potential for a Shane McMahon Roman Reigns match? Yeah. That when that happened, when when Shane confronted Roman after Roman punched Vince, yeah, that was like, oh, okay, all right, that's new, that's fresh, that's a little bit exciting. I can get behind that. But for whatever reason, they're still rolling through this this Miz and Shane McMahon thing, which they're having a match as well in a steel cage. And I kind of get that based off of the finish of their Falls Count Anywhere match. I I know I, know. I understand it. Miz should have won that, match, but. Though. Yeah, A, Miz should have won that match. B, uh, it is a little weird that it's like this idea of, oh, well, you know, we had a false count anywhere match and now we need to contain it. The minute they get out of that cage, the, the f- whole fucking thing loses any credibility because you know, especially in a Shane McMahon match, they got to go to the outside and someone has to go through a table. Yep. So, yep. Yeah, it'll be Miz's somehow lands on the uh the table and then shane does an elbow drop uh off it and then i don't know something stupid happens i don't know something with Miz dad yeah <laughs> who wasn't even told about his spot by the way i don't know if you saw that come up today. what uh Miz Miz dad was on some radio show and he said he was not uh actually told his spot and shane walked him through it live and legit broke one of his ribs with a knee he broke one of Mrs. Dad's ribs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Miz. Yeah. Getting, getting broken rib the hard hard way. Look yeah. at you. Uh, oh, Look I think you, I think Kofi Ko is going to be awesome. Even if we had this weird promo where he was cutting a promo on action figures, I think uh, Ko Kofi could be really fun. Yeah. No. No. I, I think that match is going to be great. Um, do you think? Uh, do you think Ko they pull the trigger on him? I think so. Uh, I, I've gone on record quite a few times here that I feel like that Kofi is uh, not long for the belt. Yeah. Um, he it, Money the, was in the chase for exactly, him. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I, I don't really think a long-term title reign was the idea, especially because they kind of pulled the trigger randomly. Um, and hey, if Daniel Bryan is cleared, as the rumors are, exactly. uh, yeah, let's, let's run that KO Daniel Bryan program. Fuck. Can you imagine Daniel Bryan coming back as a mega face right now? No, I don't want that right now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah. he's so good as a heel. Oh I, phenomenal. I'm just saying the, the possibility would be there for that. Yeah. No, I no, think no. people I, would get into it. I, I have a feeling Daniel Bryan will factor into the main event picture uh, upon his return, whether that be this Tuesday or whether it be at Money in the Bank or whether it be the SmackDown after Money in the Bank. I am very happy to hear that he is uh back and healthy after x mysterious x whatever the fuck it was that kept him out of action for a month yeah um rumor scuttlebutt uh around certain circles of the internet uh are that it was something to do with his daughter oh um, not anything happening with him oh, okay. um 
I, I don't know anything more than that. Just some places I saw they were hinting towards the idea of, remember, he has a young baby at home. Wink, wink. Uh, so so it's like Bertie was sick or he just wanted to spend some time. Not quite sure. Not okay. quite sure. All right. Um, It'll be sad if the baby. Was yeah. Sick. Yeah. All I will say is uh, hope everything's good in the, uh, the Bella Danielson household. And, um, I mean, I, I, with Daniel Bryan, it's such a sort of tenuous situation because oh, yeah. we're, we're so worried about the guy after his after his return and that, you know after being gone for so many years and everything. I, I even if it was something personal that they didn't have to disclose what it was, but at least give us an idea so we're not fucking worried that Daniel Bryan's brain is oozing out of right, his ears exactly. or some shit. You exactly. know, like uh, just quell our fears yeah. a little bit. Cause yeah. as, as great as a shithead heel he was, I still care about him as a human being. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't want that heel run to have come with the caveat of, Oh, by the way, he has early onset dimension now. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. No. The don't, weed don't. belt was totally worth it. <laughs> weed belt's pretty fucking great. I mean, uh, but- <laughs> <laughs> so that's coming up what next weekend money in the bank uh weekend the after eight, next 19th. the 18th 19th okay 19th yeah, yeah so then a couple weeks after that as we found out earlier today uh i believe yeah. the first week in june in uh in japan and mm-hmm. what is it dominion in osaka yeah. i think uh, yeah dominion osaka june 9th uh guess who's back in new japan kids the pain maker Chris Jericho will be going against the Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada, for the IWGP heavyweight title. Can I tell you how much I love that? The Painmaker? One, because, you know, obviously he's against Okada, and it's clever. Two, because I know he's such a uh, Judas Priest mark. Oh, yeah. Uh, And I just, I love love that when when he gets to work stuff like that in there. I love his corny as fuck spike jacket, and I love his terrible makeup. I love everything about uh, midlife crisis. Uh, Watch oh, yeah. Clockwork Orange once, Chris Jericho. It's 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 so entertaining to me. They used to say Terry Funk was middle aged and crazy, but I think Jericho <laughs> is slowly but surely uh, grabbing that crown. I mean, what an insane coup for Chris Jericho! Chris Jericho basically gets told, "Okay, uh, we think you're too old for WWE. We don't yeah. we don't really want to do anything with you." And he's going to main event for arguably the number two company in the U.S. and the number two company in the world within a few weeks of each other in what are sure to be sold out arenas. Like that proves of the pudding there. And and by the way, in case you're wondering why people are trying to chop at the bit to get out of there, it's because guys like Jericho are going, hey, I can do this. Yeah. 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 And, you know, Jericho clearly has the cred and you know he has oh sure sure a relationship with gato from back in the day and you know he, he probably has an easy had an easier path to to his uh current position than most other people would have right but that being said not to take anything away from chris jericho because he has had a legendary career is very good um at coming up with innovative ideas and ways to reinvent himself mm-hmm. and make his brand his name his, his you know his character just that much more interesting and you know he may have lost a, a a second or two in his sprints but uh but dude still has an amazing mind for it and can still physically do better than either of us can at this point oh uh, undoubtedly and and the fact is 
you know, uh, this will knock off his like third pillar of New Japan that he's going after because yeah. he's had the Omega feud, he's had the Naito feud, and now Okada. I would love to see Tanahashi Jericho before both those guys hang up their boots because I feel Shit, like yeah. on both sides it's closer than it is further away. Um, yeah, especially because Tanahashi just had fucking elbow surgery. Although he announced he's coming back too. He's going to be there at the uh, Best of Super Junior Finals uh, June fifth. He's going to oh, okay. Jay White. Yeah, damn, um, that's a quick turnaround. Yeah, yeah, he just had the cast off uh, earlier today, according to his promo this evening in Japan. Damn, dude. Yeah, be careful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, but that, that's that's fucking Tanahashi. I mean, Come that on, guy Ace. worked worked on a like torn bicep for yeah. a year and a half or something crazy. Um, yeah, he's he's nuts, but God bless him anyway. Um, I, I heard the Ishimori Dragon Lee match was insane. I haven't had a chance to watch. Yeah, it. that was the main event of the first day of shows. Uh, to to recap, New Japan had two, Yeah, uh, wrestling Duntaku had two shows. Um, May 3rd and May 4th. May 3rd was headlined by Dragon Lee and Taji Ishimori for the junior title. Heard that was phenomenal. Yeah. And then tonight uh, had, uh, I heard Evil and Ishii was fantastic. Um, I heard Taichi against Jeff Cobb was shockingly good. Uh, and the main event was Okada and Sonata. And I heard that was really great. Yeah. Okay. I mean, all those matches sound great to me. Uh, yeah on paper and meanwhile you know that was in front of you know thousands of people in uh in, in Dontaku in uh in japan yeah uh, and then you know their good friend uh kushida to circle back mm-hmm. made his uh made his wwe nxt debut on uh on tv this past week against uh cassius ono yeah w- was actually probably ono's best match since coming back to wwe a couple mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. it was it was really really solid and um you know I feel like only maybe 40% of the full sale crowd was familiar enough with, with Kushida at the beginning. Oh yeah. But by the end they were fucking into it and the match was good. And I'm, I'm happy and shocked that he w- went full, you know, back to the future the whole mm-hmm. way through. They let him keep his gimmick and they gave him a really cool entrance too. the, uh, it was cool. Yeah. The, the lighting and stuff that they did for it. Like it was one of those things where it was very clear that, they're sending a message of this is a guy you should pay attention to. Yes. By the way, that's all it takes, guys. Cool lighting. That's literally all it takes. It's so easy. <laughs> Just cool lighting, make a guy look cool, and give him a good match. And then, boom, there's a new yeah. star people are interested in. The entrance was great. Like, the way the camera was framed on him on the turnbuckle with the the underscoreboard um, thing. Yeah, yeah. The whole presentation was really good. And you could – Morrow was marking out so hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> obviously, you know, his, his history with New Japan, loving New Japan and everything. And, you know, the fact that they kept mentioning that he was a multiple-time IWGP junior heavyweight champion and yeah. stuff like that, it's uh, – it, it, it adds – to the the prestige and building of this new character to WWE audiences. It's, it's so almost easy. as if acknowledging the long-term continuity of your characters is worthwhile. How about that? Speaking of long-term continuity, did you see Mojo Riley's dumbass new look? Oh, man. Yeah, he went to the uh, Bull Nakano store of uh, face painting. Oh, my God. And... Uh, what the fuck do you do with the Mojo Raleigh at this point? Change his fucking name for one. Good <laughs> God. 
it's trying to make him look like some like you said some bull nakano-esque crazy badass and he's got the yeah. name of a guy who'll sell you weed on the low yeah go see mojo he's under yeah. the uh he's under the bleachers at the middle school Mo- but, mojo's uh, holding mojo's holding Mojo's holding, but don't go till uh, till two thirty because yeah. from from two to two fifteen he hits on the uh, seventh grade girls at recess. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh God, terrible. I don't. I don't. I have no. I have nothing to say about that. Yeah, I just. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. And, and again, a great place to debut a guy's new gimmick on fucking main event where yep. everyone's Nobody. watching. The yeah. world is watching. Yeah. And uh, speaking of debuts, um, this is, I mean, it's a spoiler for the NXT tapings, but not really. Shane Strickland, it was, you know, he's already been announced uh, to be a WWE signee. So he made his NXT debut at the tapings the other day. So, uh, so that's coming on the way. um, I think that was actually a dark match. It was him and Trevor. Was it a dark match? Him and Trevor Lee kicked off the show in a dark match. Oh, I didn't realize it was a dark match. I just thought it was at the tapings and assumed. Yeah. Well, that's good nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Getting him out there in front of faces and and, and building name. I'm I'm curious. NXT is in town uh, in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. um, so I'm curious to see who we're gonna get. Love to see Kushida and uh, and Shane up there and Riddle, who is apparently dealing with an infection and hasn't been doing yeah, house yeah has an arm infection That's or something weird. like that. Yeah, not great. Um, apropos of nothing, yet everything. Uh, yeah. Hey, Chris, uh, do you follow NXT's Instagram? Um, I think so. Have you been following the saga of Schagenhagen? No. Uh, I invite you and the entire OG 538. You want to go back a week. I mean, there's been some more since, but go back a week in the Instagram of NXT. Uh, Down in the Orlando loop, obviously, Eric Bugenhagen, one of the biggest names in the mix there. They've started pairing him up with Sam Shaw. Sam okay. Shaw, I don't know if he's actually been on TV. I certainly Extra. don't remember him. Uh, but his gimmick is that he's like a weird serial killer guy. So he's keeping that gimmick from TNA. Yes. Okay. And they've decided we're going to pair him with Eric Bugenhagen. And these two are going to cut the weirdest fucking promos ever. Okay. Including naming their duo Schagenhagen. Okay, I think I... I cannot recommend it enough. Dustin. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. It's the air metal devil, Eric Bugenhagen, reporting in to say, follow along to NXT's Instagram story, where this afternoon I will be paying an homage to the inductees of the Rock and Roll Hall oh, of No, it's something different. Okay. <laughs> I saw Bugenhagen and I got excited and just clicked it. Uh, but and yeah, uh, this is a gimmick I want them to bring to TV immediately. Because uh, basically it's a whole thing where Bugenhagen is uh, obviously crazy and weird. And apparently Sam Shaw, a uh, very good artist, likes to draw, do oh, here, drawings. Here it is. And, oh. What's up, bro? Matt Riddle. Samuel, dude, I had this dream last night where it was it was your head and it was my head, but we were on the same freaking body. It wasn't a normal body. It was jacked and stacked. It had three pecs, and I was going, yeah, and you were going, yeah. The acapella was amazing. You follow me? <laughs> he pulls out a picture of that. Okay. Yeah. 
Yes. Schoggenhagen. <laughs> Schoggenhagen. <laughs> See ya. What's happening? <laughs> They've formed a duo because Schoggenhagen. Because Eric Bugenhagen had a dream that they were like some sort of weird service thing. And it turns out Sam Shaw had that same image and drew it. Uh, well, a, uh, ridiculous, I, but B, uh, future first ballot Hall of Famer tag team right there. Not only that, I'm seeing an EGOT in their future as well. Oh, Jesus Christ. With talent like that, how could you not? Yeah, exactly. Schagenhagen for president 2020. They got <laughs> my votes. Got their slogan for you. Schagenhagen 2020. It can't get any worse. <laughs> Have you seen Mojo Rowley? <laughs> the Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. And Marty. Follow us at Rough House SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash the Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to the Rough House at patreon.com slash the Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network. Life is too short for you to live bland. Hello, this is Sean Connery for the Rough House Podcast's new sponsor, Cesaro Spice. Add a little Cesaro to the situation and spice it up a little. Bitch wife making that bland bitch chili of hers? A pinch of Cesaro Spice will add that necessary zing to keep you from giving that whore a giant swing. Cesaro Spice. Stuck in traffic and the missus won't stop yammering? A sprinkle of Cesaro spice in her mouth will shut her up real good like. Shut her up real good. Cesaro spice. Trapped in a board meeting where the boss won't stop yammering and jammering and mammering. Neutralizes bullshit with some Cesaro spice. It's essentially Old Bay but we changed the label and... Large Swiss man. You know, like the rolls. Or sprinkling someone's eyeballs. Cesaro spice. Surprise her by laying the outer layer of one of your Trojan condoms in Cesaro Spice. Heat up that pussy with Cesaro Spice. Spicing up life's blander situations. Cesaro Spice. Snort that shit with your dickhole. <laughs>